Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Way to get into work on Friday. I'm Mike Marillo. After contract disputes and ballooning costs, what's the latest on the Purple Line project? I'm Kate Ryan. CBS will update you on the Emmy Gold and who took away the statues. They have gains on Wall Street. Closing bell Monday. The Dow was up 2.30. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Breaking news out of Seattle. A tentative deal has been reached to end the teacher strike that's delayed the start of school for a week for 49,000 students. But classes will reportedly not resume on Tuesday. Cairo TV reporter Lauren Donovan. I'm hearing a bunch of parents, they're taking time off work, using up all the PTO they can, but that can only last them for so long. And we know food, that's become a problem as well without the lunchroom to rely on. Jefferson Community Center they're trying to fill in the gaps here run by the city it's one of 48 locations throughout seattle where parents can come and grab a prepackaged lunch 15,000 nurses are on strike in minneapolis and duluth minnesota they're demanding more pay and more help caring for patients union president mary turner 51 percent of us could potentially leave the bedside as of next year 51 percent that's a health crisis president biden wants to reduce cancer deaths by 50 percent over the next 25 years imagine the possibilities vaccines that could prevent cancer like there is for hpv imagine molecular zip codes that could deliver drugs and gene therapy precisely the president spoke at the jfk library in boston on the 60th anniversary of president kennedy's moonshot speech on nbc hbo succession won the emmy for best drama series the creator jesse armstrong had some pointed comments about voting and the british monarchy big week for successions um new king in the uk this for us uh evidently a little bit more voting involved in our uh winning than uh, Prince Charles. Mourners have been filing past Queen Elizabeth's coffin in the Scottish capital, Edinburgh. Queen Elizabeth's coffin, draped in the bright red and yellow royal standard, was carried out of Holyrood Palace. Flanked by an honor guard, the royal hearse was followed on foot by King Charles III and his royal siblings to a service in St. Giles Cathedral. We gather to bid Scotland's farewell to our late monarch whose life of service to the nation and the world we celebrate. The closed coffin is now lying at rest for 24 hours, giving members of the public their first chance to pay their last respects. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. A man's been killed in southwest Australia by a wild kangaroo that he may have been keeping as a pet. Police shot and killed the animal Sunday because it was stopping paramedics from reaching the man who, they say, died at the scene. This is CBS News. When you think of hiring, think of Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring system helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. You see it every day. The first dollar you earn from your first customer. Now it hangs on your wall at headquarters. A reminder of where you started and the promise of what's still to come. In part because you rely on Sandy Spring Bank to help you make the right choices on real estate and equipment loans, treasury management, and commercial services. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. 
Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. WTOP at 103. Good Tuesday morning. It's the 13th of September, 2022. Any spotty showers you see will end by daybreak. Mostly cloudy, cooler as we head towards daybreak. Less humid, low in the 60s, 70 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your morning ride. Topping the local stories we are looking at for you, we begin this half hour with the man suspected but not charged yet in the deaths of two women in Fairfax County, one in D.C., and he has been dubbed the shopping cart killer. Here in Harrisonburg District Court, prosecutors showed the judge surveillance video from a Howard Johnson's motel. Beth Redman and then weeks later, Tanita Smith, each were seen going into room 336 with Anthony Robinson, but not coming out alive. The video showed him pulling body-sized objects wrapped in sheets out of the room in a shopping cart. The autopsies found both women had plastic bags over their heads and their arms bound behind them. The judge did find probable cause. The grand jury will consider indictments next week. In Harrisonburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. The Washington Commanders are reportedly being sued by several people who say they were injured when a railing collapsed at FedEx Field last season, happening in January, right after the Eagles beat Washington 2016. ESPN reports that the lawsuit has been filed in the U.S. District Court of Maryland by four people from New Jersey, each asking for an award in excess of 75000 bucks per person. The suit says the four are still getting treatment for injuries, and they say they suffered that day, including cervical strains, muscle strains, bone contusions, cuts, and headaches. Other defendants named by the suit include the company that provides ushers and security at the stadium and another that's responsible for inspections, maintenance, and repairs. It's 105 Tuesday morning on WTOP. Do you ride Mark, VRE, or Amtrak trains? Heads up from WTLP this morning. A looming strike could leave you looking for another way to and from work come this Friday. In our region, CSX and Norfolk Southern owns a lot of tracks that VRE and Mark trains travel on. So if contract negotiations fall through with large railroad labor unions, that could mean a strike in which trains are stopped on those tracks. This means Mark's Brunswick and Camden lines wouldn't run. Penn would be able to. VRE says all its trains would be parked. And Amtrak says some Northeast regional rail lines could see issues, but you'd be fine, though, hopping on a train between D.C. and Boston because Amtrak owns those tracks. As you make plans, Mark says MTA buses, ride-on, and Ramada buses may be options for you. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. On another front, Purple Line and Progress, two words that have not actually connected for a while as work on the light rail project stalled during the past two years. So what's the latest this morning? It was supposed to cost $5.6 billion. Now it's $9.3 billion. It was supposed to open to passengers this fall. Now it's delayed until 2026. Asked about the feedback the county council's gotten on the Purple Line project, Council President Gabe Albornoz says there's mostly relief. Because what we had been hearing for more than two years was frustration at its stalling. Purple Line contractors and state officials will update the county council on the project, including what kind of progress residents can expect to see along the 16-mile light rail route that's designed to connect Bethesda to New Carrollton.
Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Try a new way to travel on car-free day. Use transit, rideshare, bike, walk, scooter, or telework on Thursday, September 22nd. Take the free pledge at carfreemetrodc.org for special promotions and a free raffle entry for a chance to win great prizes. Even if you're already car-free or car-light, take the free pledge today and commute with confidence. Visit carfreemetrodc.org. That's carfree. MetroDC.org. Thank the Lord for the nighttime. You're with WTOP, Dean Lane. As the war in Ukraine endures. I'm afraid. If you want to win uh, the, the fight, you, you need to, to be alive. Concern continues worldwide. Support of the whole world, it helps a lot. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green has exclusive frontline analysis from sources across the battlefields of Ukraine. Russia is struggling, and even as they continue struggling, there's no sign they're shutting this war down anytime soon. WTOP News, we take you there. It's September 13th. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome into WTOP at 108. Get a precision AC tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the eights and when it breaks. Good morning to Carlos Ramirez with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. Good morning to you. If you're headed southbound on I-270, unfortunately, we are still dealing with the accident scene along 270. It's going to be on the ramp towards Shady Grove Road. No real delay because of it, but it does look like the ramp is partially blocked, so just take it nice and slow. As you had points south, you're up to speed, no worries. And it looks like the work zone that we have on the ICC is still out there on the eastbound side. Two right lanes blocked near Lay Hill Road. No delay because of it. Of course, it is the ICC. We very rarely see any brake lights there to begin with. 50 from the Beltway out towards the Bay Bridge. Things are quiet, no worries, no crashes, no incidents. Down to Virginia, the only real thing you got to worry about is a handful of work zones and one accident scene. The crash is on the northbound side of I-95 on the ramp towards Route 1. It is along the right-hand side. Uh, it looks like they cleared a a little bit of it should only have the far most right lane of that ramp blocked stay to the far left you should be able to get past it without any trouble if you're headed on 66 a few work zones here as always uh, the ones to worry about the most is the one on the westbound side between 234 Prince William Parkway and 29 Gainesville. Last night, they only had the ramp to 29 closed. Tonight, it looks like they're going to have the ramp for both the Prince William Parkway as well as 29 Lee Highway and Gainesville closed. So, trying to get into Manassas, trying to get into Gainesville, you're going to need to opt for 234 Sudley Road or 15 in Haymarket. If you're headed on the inner loop of the Beltway, the work crew lets a single left lane by headed towards 66. Outer loop, the ramp to 66 westbound partially blocked as well. Whether you're moving down the street, across the country, or around the world, Interstate Moving has been delivering quality moves you can trust in for over 75 years. Visit their website at moveinterstate.com. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking some phenomenal weather over the next couple of days. It really is going to be quite wonderful with plenty of sunshine. Got to get through our Tuesday morning, though, first. Cloud cover early, maybe an isolated sprinkle and some wet roads. So give yourself a little bit extra time. I think we'll see a nice afternoon, though, with that sunshine coming out. Highs in the upper 70s to low 80s. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, mostly sunny skies each day. Starting off with nice, cool, overnight low temperatures and nice afternoon highs. Around 80. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 67 degrees in Rockville, 68 this 1 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, September 13th in Ashburn, 71. District Heights, we're back up to 71 in our nation's capital. This 1 a.m. hour check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
Tell us what you're seeing on your commute. Call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. Washington's top news, traffic and weather, keeping you informed 24-7, 365. kids.org. Your car running or not could be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to carsforkids.org today. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Cyber attacks are on the rise. Without the right protections, attacks can disrupt vital services or expose sensitive information that puts people and national security at risk. Hi, I'm Michelle Davis with Red Hat the world's leading provider of open source solutions. Our open source technology powers many of the government's most critical applications. Let us show you how to manage risk across your entire software supply chain. Learn more at redhot.com gov. This is WTOP News. Good morning, September 13th. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us this early hour where the time now is 1-12. Ukrainian troops have reclaimed a wide swath of territory from Russia this week, pushing all the way back to the northeastern border in some places. The Ukrainian military also reports capturing many Russian soldiers. The gains are part of a lightning advance that forced Moscow to make a hasty retreat from occupied land. As blue and yellow Ukrainian flags flutter over newly liberated towns, the Ukrainian military says its troops actually freed more than 20 settlements in only a day. In recent days, Kiev's forces have captured territory at least twice the size of Greater London. That is, this week, according to the British Defense Ministry, the momentum has lifted Ukrainian morale and provoked rare public criticism of President Vladimir Putin's war. This morning, NBC News correspondent Courtney Kuby covers national security and the Pentagon, telling us what's happening on the Russian side, what they call regrouping. So one thing that's become pretty clear in the past couple of weeks is, yes, they need to regroup, but they also seem to be coming, uh, falling short on some of their equipment. We've seen reports that they're reaching out to the Iranians for drones, now to the North Koreans for artillery, and particularly for artillery shells, the ammunition that they would use. I mean, what we've seen in the Southeast over the last several weeks has really been an artillery battle. The fact that they're looking to the North Koreans, who have really old technology in most cases, I mean, that just shows that the Russians must be really struggling to resupply their troops. I suspect that the regrouping is not just a pulling the troops back from this area around Kharkiv, around Izium, where they've lost some ground recently. But I suspect it's also uh, them having to resupply these troops. That's really been something that the Russians have struggled with from the very beginning of this war. They have really struggled with their logistics, with their ability to supply their troops, particularly the ones on the front lines. And that's not just been with equipment, with ammunition, with firepower. It's also been with the very basics like food, supplies, and even gasoline for their vehicles. So I suspect this regrouping is a combination of them um, getting their force ready for the next the next uh, phase of this counteroffensive. Let's turn the page a bit. One of the stories you broke recently involves Biden administration plans to set up a facility in Saudi Arabia. They would test drones there and other things. And we know when that story came out recently, we expected to see kind of an uproar from the human rights community and, and such advocates. Have you seen that? Have you heard that in any form? You know, I haven't. And I was actually surprised by that. And I reached out to a number of people 
on Capitol Hill because I thought there would be a lot of outcry from people on the Hill about this as well. And I didn't find that. It, it's probably a reflection of two things. One is there's a real recognition that this problem of this threat from drones and from missiles and rockets in the Middle East is a very serious threat right now. And it's one that needs to be dealt with. It's also a recognition of the fact that, look, the, the central command area of the Middle East, it's simply not the priority theater in this administration anymore or for this U.S. military. So if they want to maintain not only their access, their influence with some of these countries in the Gulf region and throughout that area, they're going to need to have more partnerships rather than, than focusing or relying more on these large-scale deployments. So things like this, this sort of a, a, a partnership with many of these allies in the region, no matter where it's based, there seems to be a lot of support for that going forward. I, there's, it's, it's one thing I was really surprised by in the story was a recognition on behalf of the military officials that the Central Command is not going to be their priority theater anymore. They, they're, they're looking at it now as more of an economy of force, which is the, that's really the first time that I've heard that in, in my 20 years of covering. NBC News Pentagon and National Security Correspondent Courtney Kuby talking there with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Russell Wilson's return to Seattle ended up being about so much more in the Seahawks' stunning 17-16 victory on Monday Night Football. Wilson threw a long touchdown among his 340-yard night in his Denver debut, but his Broncos in three goal-to-go situations lost two fumbles and settled for a field goal. His former backup, Geno Smith, had the more efficient passing night to steal the show and a primetime victory in what was an NFL record seventh week one game to be decided by three points or less. Back home, the Washington Commanders were enjoying a victory Monday despite a defensive letdown in the second half of the win over Jacksonville, Ron Rivera. A lot of things that I know Jack and the staff worked on this offseason you know, are starting to come to fruition. It's not quite where we want it to be yet but I think the guys most certainly played well. That conversation will include how to move forward without Federian Mathis. The defensive tackle will undergo surgery on a torn meniscus in his left knee and will spend his rookie season on season-ending injured reserve. Washington signed defensive tackle Donovan Jeter in a corresponding move. The Nationals open a five-game homestand with a brief interleague series against the Orioles. Corey Abbott takes his 7:05 first pitch. Baltimore counters with Dean Kramer. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. As always, 117. The top stories we're following for you on WTLP. New developments this morning of the Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago investigation. The Justice Department and Trump team agree apparently on at least one person who they all say could do the job as the special master they're looking for. President Joe Biden says he wants to cut the number of cancer deaths in half in the next 25 years. President speaking this week Monday in Boston on the 60th anniversary of JFK's moonshot speech. And King Charles and his three siblings led a solemn procession in Scotland behind their mother's coffin. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Tuesday morning, September 13th, where the time now is 1.18. Driving and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, Carlos Ramirez is with us this morning in the WTLP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. And it seems as though the work zones along I-66 are uh, plenty. <laughs> Reddit on the westbound side here, headed past the Beltway. You will find that the left lane is currently blocked. You'll have a single lane along the right-hand side getting by as you head over towards Nutley Street. Here's the thing, the outer loop of the Beltway has a work zone on the ramp towards westbound 66 as well. Looks like the right lane is all that's getting by on the ramp itself. 
And it does seem, according to VDOT, that they are planning on closing down this ramp later on tonight. Unclear for how long and exactly when, but they do say it is in the cards. Now, if you're headed on the inner loop of the Beltway after Route 50, you also have just a single right lane getting by. Thankfully, traffic is light enough that it's not causing any delays as of now. As you continue westbound on 66 out towards uh, Gainesville, as of now, the work zone between the Prince William Parkway and 29 in Gainesville is out there along the right-hand side. And according to VDOT, the ramps to 234 as well as the ramp to 29 are closed. You're going to have to opt for 234 Sudley Road or 15 in Haymarket, depending on where you're headed. Northbound 95, the accident scene is in the ramp towards Route 1, blocking the far right lane. No delays because of it. Just be careful as you uh, make your way on the ramp itself. Southbound side of I-95, the work zone is just south of the Russell Road exit. As of now, a single right lane gets by with no delays. In Maryland, southbound 270, the crash still dealing with this one on the ramp towards Shady Grove Road. Looks like it is in the clearing stages, though. You should have that ramp cleared up for you here in the next few moments. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. We've got some beautiful weather. We just have to get through our Tuesday morning, which could be a little gloomy in some areas. Clouds sticking around, maybe an isolated sprinkle or shower. But the front moves through, and that means sunshine in the afternoon with a high temperature around 82. Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going high around 80 degrees with plenty of sunshine. And Friday, going for a beautiful high of 81. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 71 in Upper Marlboro. It's 69 in Centerville. We have gone up a couple of degrees. We're at 73 in our nation's capital. Tuesday morning, September 13th, 2022. This latest check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. WTOP at 120. Coming right up. Stick around. We'll shift gears. Check on the latest in religion in the news this Tuesday morning. Serta Pro painters have powers beyond those of ordinary painters. The power of precision. That's the power of a skilled local team who know what they're doing. The power of accurate estimates. Estimates, not guesstimates. The power of certainty. Serta Pro painters, that's the power of pro. Get your project started at certapro.com. Each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. You're with WTOP, Van Dean Lane. Closet America performs miracles every day. Hi, it's Chris Core. Closet America designs, manufactures, and installs dream closets, mudrooms, pantries, garage organizers, and much, much more. And right now, they're having a buy more, save more event, which means you get 25% off and free installation, plus an additional 5% off if you have them do two or more jobs. Details at ClosetAmerica.com. Closet America, everything in its place perfectly. Oh, look, there's another Papa John's. Why didn't I order ahead of time on the app? I could be picking up my pizza right now. That's it. I'm making a Yui and going in to order my large two-topping pizza for just $10.99. Now, I'll be picking up my two favorite toppings, picking up my pizza, and then picking a couple of pepperoni off to eat on the way home. Listen to that inner voice when it whispers to you, Papa John's, please. I love it when I listen to myself. <laughs> You're listening to WTOP News. It's Tuesday morning, September 13th. Welcome in. Glad you're with us at 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and of course on the WTOP app, where the time now is 122. This morning, 12 months later, is your faith still intact? Afghanistan's Christians one year later. I'm Fred Bottomer with the Report on Religion. One year after the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, how is the Christian community there faring? Unfortunately, it's been very, very difficult. Some were able to get out. Others have gone into hiding. 
They face death threats. Many have been put on lists for arrest, uh, for interrogation. Um, unfortunately, even sometimes family members have been asked to point out other family members that are converted to, to Christianity. So it's quite a, a challenge for the community there. Isaac Six is the Senior Director of Advocacy for Open Doors USA. Well, to be honest, I think many have had to go back to pretending to not be Christian. I think some have probably had to return to, to mosque or to grow you know, longer beards. And uh, depending on the area that they're in, the Taliban doesn't have sort of the same levels of influence and control over all parts of the country. So some areas they may be able to practice secretly or quietly in other areas they may have had to completely stop reading their bibles or even having a bible app on their phone and so it really depends but for all of them it's certainly living in secrecy there's no one that we know of openly living as a christian where their family friends or colleagues would know about it um, at this point everyone's had to go into hiding and it's just as dangerous for other religious minorities in afghanistan the hazara muslim community for instance faces kind of ethnic and religious discrimination. Many of them have fled over the border and uh, on flights when they could. They face similar levels of, of discrimination. Most other religious minorities have been driven out entirely. The last known Jewish individual left quite a while ago. There's very, if any Hindu or Buddhist live in the country, they're, they're unknown. It's basically total eradication of, of religious diversity in the country. Open Doors USA's Isaac Six says it's estimated there were between 10 to 12,000 Christians in Afghanistan at the start of this year. With Report on Religion, Fred Bottomer, CBS News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Driving from all over to take advantage of Diamonds Direct's incredible finance offer. For a limited time, you can make any purchase and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Imagine that $4,000 pair of diamond stud earrings for just $68 a month. That $10,000 designer ring for just $168 a month. With this offer, you don't have to compromise. But hurry, this is a limited time offer. Five years, zero interest. Start your forever with Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Get details at DiamondsDirect.com. Approved credit. WTOP at 1.25 Tuesday morning. Money news each half hour, 25 and 55, a preview of your Tuesday business day. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. After the pandemic, people may not be getting dressed up like before. And after a sharp drop in subscribers, the fashion rental company Rent the Runway is implementing a cost-cutting plan. It could see one quarter of its staff eliminated and savings of more than $25 million a year. RVing also took off during the pandemic and became big money. And now a merger appears to be in the works in the mobile home and RV resorts industry. Arizona-based Cove Communities, in talks to acquire rival Blair Group, could be valued at over a billion dollars. Half a million workers, that's how many Americans are currently out of the U.S. workforce because they're sick with COVID-19. Researchers at Stanford and MIT say that number is likely to persist for some time. And this is not your father's milkshakes. The Johnny Rockets chain has teamed up with California's Santa Monica Brew Works on two milkshake-inspired porter beers. Strawberry milkshake porter and chocolate peanut butter milkshake porter. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Tom Busby on WTOP. Remodeling for how you live today. Here's Craig Dorosco, founder of Sun Design Remodeling, sharing how remodeling can bring family and friends together. It's probably never been a more exciting time to remodel. I think 20 years ago and even 10, it was often that there would be a lot of resistance to say, well, I can't take the jacuzzi tub out of the master bath because the realtor said I needed it or I needed that formal living room. But then when